For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of the Power Ranking Show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. It's your number one source for all of your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's NBA playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season as they have you covered for all of your sports wagering needs. It includes basketball, MLB, NHL, UFC, boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and all of your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And with that, welcome to the Power Ranking Show. It's a Power Ranking Show short. I'm your host, Elliot Harrison. Uh, that beautiful, dulcet tones of uh, at Marcus Mosher just uh, came to you, sponsored by uh, Bet Online. I, I got to tell you, it's so dark in here. All I wanted to do is come in and say, I. How you doing? Scared. Yeah. Sorry. It is. I don't know what the deal is. The Marine layer hasn't lifted, Uh, but we are doing a power ranking short and uh, Marcus was coming in hot last night. He kept saying, no, Elliot, I got to go. I got, I got to get off the phone. I need to criticize my wife's cooking a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And, but he kept wanting to tell me his hot sports opinions, fresh out of the oven, which was you ready for it. Everyone. Marcus thinks NFL contracts are too long. So yes. please explain. I hate the salary cap manipulation that happens in the league right now. And we just saw it with Jalen Hurts, who yep. signed a five-year contract worth $240 million or whatever it was. But it's really broken down like an eight, nine, or ten-year deal, just depending on how long Philadelphia wants to push the money out. So they're going to have Jalen Hurts for the prime of his career, basically the next seven years. And it's going to cost them almost nothing against the cap. And with the way the salary cap rises every single year, the further you push the money down the road, the smaller you know, portion of the salary cap is actually worth. I want shorter deals, Elliot, like five-year deal maxes after your rookie contract. Uh, that way, these guys you know, could hit free agency more often. We have better ideas of what the salary cap is. It makes you know decisions a little harder. That's my rule change I'd like to see happen. I had to think about this because, you know, I think – I think you're right, but I, I really think at the same time, why didn't they do this years ago? I mean, if I was an NFL team, a GM, I thought of this 10 years ago. Why not just pay these guys a huge sum of money on the back end and actually pay it? Now, we used to have these overloaded contracts back in the day when free agency first started. By the way, if you guys are wanting free agency started in 93, salary cap started in 94, and uh, June 1, which is coming up, used to be this huge date on the NFL calendar. It's not mm-hmm. anymore. 
free agency. And one of the things that teams would do is backload these contracts with money that these guys would never make. And back then, money was not guaranteed almost at all. Now you have quarterback contracts that are heavily guaranteed. Well, Lamar Jackson just signed a, what, 200 and was a $60 million contract and 180 something, I think was guaranteed. So um, I always wondered like, okay, like 10 years ago, why not pay these quarterbacks ridiculous backloaded contract by the time they get there, one of two things is going to happen. Either one, the market's going to already be at that level anyway, 10 years from now. So you might end up getting what you thought was ridiculously overpaying might actually be a bargain. The second thing that might happen is the head coach, the GM, and maybe even ownership has changed by then. So who cares? It's like, hey, man, I'm, I'm probably not going to be here in 10 years. I'm, I'm going to either go somewhere else or retire. So uh, why not? Why haven't teams done this earlier would be my question, much less changing it. The other thing is I wish the salary cap was a little bit easier to understand for the common NFL fan, right? Because now you have void years and not likely to be earned incentives and just all these ways that you can maneuver the cap around to get the best team on the field possible. I, I wish we had just a simple way. Hey, this is what the guy's getting paid. This is how much he counts for the salary cap and not all this restructuring. It just makes it really hard to follow. And if you're somebody like me who does enjoy kind of looking at the cap, you have no idea whether a team has cap space or not. So you just end up defaulting to, ah, they'll figure it out. They'll, they'll find a way to make some money. Right. I don't know Which is weird. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it reminds me of like when you had a Lego set as a kid and you have like a Lego castle set and you're like, oh, who cares if I lost pieces? I'll just borrow Legos from this other set and we'll mix and match and it'll be fine. It, it literally, it, it always works out. Teams rarely get punished for cap infringements. The biggest, uh, I guess, cheating scandal there there's ever been was the San Francisco 49ers in 1997 tried to build another super team to make a last hurrah at the Super Bowl. It didn't work. They got penalized for it. They got, I think they lost to Green Bay like 30 to three in the NFC championship. But yep. um, since then, I mean, can you really remember major, major penalties for salary cap? There, there was uh, one year where I think Dallas and Washington both got punished for that uncap year in 2011 yeah. or whatever. But the thing that I always come back to is the Saints, right? The Saints every mm-hmm. year are like 90 something million dollars over the cap. Yeah. Yeah. And they just keep kicking the can down the road. Because yeah. they can. And there's no downside to doing this, right? I, I wish there was a little bit more of a reward if you did manage the cap well and you did, you know, make smart deals. Or if you made a bad deal for it to really punish you, it just doesn't seem like that's the case. We played a lot of kick the can uh, when I was growing up. A lot of kick the can. I didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth the way you did. Sure. So yep. we had to play outside. I didn't have Atari 5200 or whatever you had. Well, you had Nintendo, Nintendo and Sega Genesis. The original version, yeah. Yeah, you had Sega Genesis too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. but I was You're... a little older. <laughs> 30. I had the primetime video game, which is Dion's game for Sega. It was awesome. Uh, oh, I, I want to know about up. your rule change. Yeah, let's let's go with uh, primetime. You know, he's your favorite player all time. I'll let that hang there in the wind for a minute. Huh? Uh, yeah. Should have but, a section uh, in the Hall of Fame. Yep, go ahead. Oh boy, gosh, <laughs> makes me so mad. All right, but let me, one thing Dion could do is play man coverage very easily. 
And when people talk about the game is so much better now, the players are so much better, that's crap. Defensive backs are not better now. Defensive backs are worse now. Defensive backs in the 80s and 90s played a lot more man coverage. I think they were better uh, by and large. Um, Now, if you go back to the 60s or whatever, then, yeah, you can talk about the better athletes today. But I think the athletes in the 80s and 90s were as good as the athletes today. Um, That being said, my major rule change to me is a no-brainer. It'll never happen. This is pie in the sky. But I think the NFL should lengthen the bump rule to 10 yards. And I have very uh, strong reasons, at least in my mind. Of course, I'm going to agree with my own opinion of why I think this should happen. Number one, uh, it eliminates the dink and dunk game. You know, I don't think any fan. Marcus, do you get excited about five bubble screens to Julio Jones? I mean, does that really excite you? the five yard 33-year-old Julio Jones, but no, I don't. (laughs) Did the five-yard slant to Danny Amendola with the Rams get you jazzed to watch football? No. Because that's what football has really devolved into in the passing game. How many passes would you say the Steelers the last couple years have been to Roethlisberger? How many of those passes were seven air yards or less? What percentage? Just Gosh, I I bet it was 60 to 65% at least. At least. uh, At least. I mean, I think there were games that he had almost half his passes at the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. Uh, So – um, it would eliminate some of that, I think, because teams would play uh, more man. And one of the reasons uh, that that would work is that if teams are playing more man, you think your receiver can get separation. The other thing that it eliminates to me or makes the game a little bit safer. You know, one of the reasons why guys were getting hit and they had the defenseless uh, receiver penalty is because receivers were just getting jacked up. And a lot of times it's from a safety sitting in zone. You're trying to throw the ball into the soft pocket of a zone, right? Mm-hmm. The guy behind you, the second layer there, he's just laying up, waiting to hit you. Um, I think if you're in man coverage, would you not agree it's a lot harder to deliver a big hit yes. if you're glued to the guy? Yes, I would agree. And then the last thing is, what do you think is the most frustrating, little, tedious penalty in football? The illegal contact? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good answer. Uh, people say pass interference. I think it's illegal contact that gets people a lot more fired up. Talk about eliminating that penalty almost altogether because almost every illegal contact call is about, I'd say about nine, 10 yards down the field. Would you agree with that? It's obviously yeah. after five, but it's how often do you see an illegal contact 20 yards down the no, field? No, because the ball's already in the air at that point, right? Right, it's PI. So you're eliminating the most annoying penalty in the game. And I'm going to give you one more. Um, I think fans really enjoy seeing the ball thrown down the field. And if you can do 10 yard bump and run 10 yard, you know, basically where you can put your hands on them, teams will be more prone to go man to man coverage, which means guys like Justin Herbert will be more prone to throw that 50, 50 ball. Cause they trust their arm and their receiver. Wouldn't that be more exciting for you as a fan? It depends on what kind of fan I am, to be honest, right? Am I a fan that just likes watching the strategy of the game, or am I a fan that's watching for fantasy points, right? Because uh, last year, well, I'm I'm being serious, right? Last year we saw, actually, the last two years, we've seen the points per game decline, right? And that's just not all that appealing to people who are watching the games because of their fantasy teams. They want to see high-scoring games. They want to see lots of passing yards. And we just haven't had that the last couple of years, I got a feeling the NFL does. They want to do the opposite. They want to make it easier for teams to throw the ball, not harder. I find that so stupid. 
I do. And I'll tell you why it's stupid. It's not stupid because fantasy it's stupid. It's because if you're scoring more points, your opponent is too. I know. It's not it's like more you fun. get all those points. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter whether, like in the NBA, whether you win 128-125 or you win 88-84, okay? It doesn't matter. Yeah, but Do you style win? points, baby. Oh, gosh. I mean, who cares if your points are up? If your opponent outscores you, if your opponent finishes with 152 and you're 142, who cares? Do you care that you scored 142 yeah. points? No, but it's that little bit of dopamine hit you get when you see your Danny oh, Amendola catch a three-yard so out route, dumb. right? Like, oh, yes, yeah. there's a point and a half. Or point, hey, you know, let's quit using six-sided die because if we make it an eight-sided die, we have more numbers. Yeah, but it's the opposite, right? You you like to see your guys scoring points, right? It's frustrating when you can go an entire half without your receiver getting targeted. That's that's just not what the NFL wants. So I agree with you like in terms of like the strategy and the big picture of the game. I think it makes sense, but it'll never happen, unfortunately. Well, let me just say this too. Sorry, I don't, I don't I didn't mean think poo poo you. No, I, it's all right. I don't mind. I, I think I need to be pushed back on this, but I'll say this. I don't think it necessarily reduces scoring. I mean, d- again, let me ask you this. Does the five yard slant to Danny Amendola really increase scoring? It maybe increases field goal tries, but what happens when that field gets squished? How many offenses do we see struggle in the red zone? A lot. So you're going to have more deep plays down the field, which means you may have more deep PIs down the field. I don't know that it necessarily, that's the problem. Every time there's any kind of rules change that's even considered to help the defense, they think, oh no, we can't do that because that might decrease scoring. Not necessarily. It's just changing the style of the game to use your uh, idea style points. But I don't think increased scoring in fantasy makes any sense I don't understand why, you know, you're still going to lose. If you stink at picking your fantasy team, you're just going to score more points and you're going to go three and 10 again. Knowing the way the NFL is, they would, they would sign up for something like your idea, like getting rid of illegal contact within five yards and moving it to 10 yards. But the trade-off is now the offense gets five downs to move the football. How's that? Gosh, geez. You know, uh, we're we're going to do another power ranking short talking about tweaking things <laughs> exactly the way that you just said, exactly the way you just said, but that's another podcast. That, that That's all I got for this one. Do you have a final thought? Uh, no, shorter contracts, please. I want to see Jalen Hurts and Mahomes hit free agency so my Cowboys can get one of them. That's all. Oh boy. Wow. There might've been a little bit, a little bit Stop of admitting it. you're over something I was, there. I was joking. Just relax. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you want to hear more, non-serious takes uh unserious takes please listen to locked on cowboys he's full of them <laughs> he also hosts uh he also excuse me he also writes for profootballfocus.com check out his work over there he's a good writer good football writer is marcus mosher now i'm saying it like a jedi even though you've never seen any star wars movies i'm at harrison nfl uh on twitter and by the way we should mention this podcast sponsored by bet online we appreciate you guys and uh appreciate all of you out there take care everybody You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.